Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Be Smart About This, the podcast devoted to helping you make winning decisions in your family law matters. I'm your host, Brian Reed of Reed Centracchio and Associates. We are a family law firm with offices in Chicago, Hinsdale, and affiliate offices overseas. Well, today I have some good news for you that I'm quite pumped about. This podcast is now available on iTunes. So if you don't want to set up a Podbean account, you can do a direct download and subscription right on iTunes so as not to miss future episodes. So let's get straight away to today's topic. I'm quite aware that this subject might have some people curling their toes. Premarital agreements in the United States have always had a certain stigma associated with them. But I want you to have an open mind and consider looking at them in a different light. Now, my European audience is probably a bit puzzled that I would say that because you see, for them, these agreements are rather standard. But only a small percentage of Americans have a prenuptial agreement. According to an article I read recently, Harvard Law School has concluded that only about 5% of Americans have a prenup. And you know the numbers. Somewhere between 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. Candidly speaking, these agreements really are not for everybody. Let me give you an example. If two people are young, they have no money, they are not likely to inherit money, they both plan on working full-time, earning similar salaries, and not having children, then they may have no reason to get a prenup. But how often is this really the case? More often than not, people are not on equal footing when they get married. You see, we've talked in prior episodes about how marriage is a partnership. How many of you would enter into a partnership to run a business and not have an agreement or a business plan? Perhaps a number of you would, and perhaps it would be no real problem, but clearly the smart money is on having an agreement so that expectations of rights and responsibilities are clear, and on having a business plan so that you know how the business will be run. Who's putting in what capital? Will that person be repaid? If so, when? What if the business dissolves? Who walks away with what? Oh, it's true, you can say that if you part ways, you'll figure it out later, but you can rest assured that people usually do not end on good terms. And having a dialogue at that time usually doesn't work as planned. Instead, what we find there are that parties duke it out in court, they spend a lot of time and money, money that could have been saved had they come to terms before they started the business. You get the picture. I'm sure you understand my analogy. But it's not romantic, you say. It spoils the whole mood of the engagement. Let's just pause for a moment and be smart about this. The Hollywood notion of a man unexpectedly dropping to his knee, producing a ring, and popping the question to a bewildered girlfriend is just that. It's Hollywood. Now, I'm all for creative proposals, but hopefully when the question is posed, it's not a shock. Think about it. Would you ever imagine catching a potential business partner off guard and asking to create a joint venture and then expecting the answer immediately? 
No, that's crazy. For a partnership to work, it needs to be discussed thoroughly in advance. Don't let society tell you how to enter the most important agreement of your life. Think it through and do it on your own terms. If parties do not have a prenuptial agreement and unfortunately later get a divorce, they fall under the general divorce statutes, which operate as a one-size-fits-all overcoat, if you will. Sure, you can wear it, but it just looks and feels sloppy and seldom covers the areas you want the way you want it to. A prenuptial agreement is a custom-tailored suit. It looks good on you, and it fits perfectly, and it gives you that extra confidence in your step. You've thought your marriage through, you are acting responsibly, and you and your partner have an agreement on the thing that most couples fight about. Money. You can cover everything you want in areas of assets, liabilities, inheritance, and spousal support. Anything is fair game except for issues relating to child custody, support, and the like. Now here's the cool part. We're still on lockdown due to this COVID-19 virus. Lots of weddings have been postponed. You have the gift of time to negotiate your agreement now. Maybe your wedding was postponed and you're bummed about it. Perhaps something good can come from this delay. Today, you have time to get that agreement negotiated that you didn't have time to do before. For second and third marriages, where parties already have children, retirement accounts, and other assets, it just doesn't make sense to begin a new partnership without your paperwork in order. It's the responsible thing and a smart move. So if you have questions, reach out to a family law attorney and discuss what's fair, and let's be smart about this. I'm Brian Reed. You can find me on the web at recent-law.com. Email me at info at recent-law.com. Send me your questions, your comments, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And in the meantime, I wish you much health and a successful outcome in all of your family law matters.